We open on a shipyard with a large boat pulling in. The boat is empty on top, aside from a few Capilanian forces, walking back and forth with weapons in their hands. Underneath, we see this boat is full of large wooden boxes, but we don't see any labels on them, however, as our eyes are drawn across the panel to yet more of the Capilini crime family members. The Capilinis have clearly come prepared to deal with any problems that come up, and they very clearly expect some to. Back on the outside of the boat, we see that the docks have about mm. a dozen Capolini guards, denoting the importance of whatever it is inside of this ship. Among this group of guards is one person that we recognize, Officer Sammons of the Infinity City Police Department. Previously in the Reclaimers, the captured member of the Capolini crime family was handed over to the Infinity City Police, with the Raven and Hatchling believing he seemed too comfortable for their tastes. Technojack was handed a warning saying not to mess with the Capolinis by Officer Sammons. After lunch at a nearby bistro, Orion decided to adopt the lion used by the Beastmaster. Hatchling went back to the base. Jackie returned home, and Casey had a conversation with their mentor, Maxwell Bronson. Bronson let Casey know that Architect was upset with them and requested their presence at an upcoming press conference. Jackie found out that their father was planning some superheroics on the docks, while Orion found out that Isaiah Finnegan, should he be elected, plans to institute a program of guard robots, effectively eliminating the need for teen heroes like the Reclaimers. Meanwhile, Nico had a run-in with Johnny Eagle of the New Legends, with him letting them know that Hatchling may have a future place on the team. What will come of all of this? Find out in Reclaimers number three, down on the docks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone in between or irrespective of that binary, welcome back to Infinity City. You can call me Elliot because that's my name. I use he, him pronouns, and I will continue being your GM of this game. My name is Ara. My pronouns are he, him, and I am playing Orion, the newborn. And I am also the writer and producer of the actual play Dungeon and Dragons podcast, Kill Every Monster. Hello, my name is Jordan Nguyen. I use they, she pronouns, and I'll be playing Nico Transau, aka the Hatchling, who is a legacy using she, they pronouns. Hi, I'm JV. I will be playing Jackie Ervo Dawes, the Raven. My pronouns are she, they, and Jackie's pronouns are, at the moment, she, her. My name is Nika. I am trying out they, he pronouns for now, and I'm playing Casey, who uses they, she pronouns. At the docks, I am presuming that the crew is nearby and like hiding and like prepared if someone came across us we would look conspicuous casey is absolutely holding up binoculars in front of her helmet nico just got here because she is one of the ones who don't have like any big modes of transportation so she had to like yeah. probably run here 
Ryan is going to be late because he was having trouble leaving. So he's going to show up like five or 10 minutes late. The team would be behind some big like shipping container looking things that basically just have like corrugated metal. So like if somebody is like directly looking at the scene, which is uh, how I am imagining this sort of angle shot working, looking just sort of around the corner from that and that's where the action is happening and the way that the camera is positioned it's positioned looking at the back of some of our heads and just like the fronts of some of us as we're like backs pressed against the thing and just sort of sneaking guys guys you hear guys guys hello oh hey run over hey guys hey Hi. Listen, 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 listen. So as soon as we're done here, we have to go to the market and get like 20 pounds of meat. Okay. I don't know if we can do that at this hour. And like eight cabbages because like she doesn't eat them, but they're like a ball. Okay. We need, we need to get her babysitter. Well, I mean. I don't know if there's a lot of babysitters for lions. That might be difficult. There are plenty of people who want to play with cats here. We're happy to do it for $10. Yeah, but you, you, I, I don't know if they'll like, like she likes to be scratched in a very sp- a specific way. And he'll, he just like lists off a whole, like he's been with this cat for 24 hours and he lists off at least 18 things. And she'll just like to... interrupt part of it. It's like, okay, so Jackie, the mission? The mission, I suppose at the moment is just observe. I don't know. I don't know what they were talking about. I'm going to be honest. And ultimately, I, I don't know what's going on. I, I, that seemed to be... Oh, my dad was lying to me, and I don't know why he was lying to me. And it makes me suspicious, and that's mainly why we're here. But also, clearly, from the looks of it, we have reason to be here. Something's going down. Yeah, a lot of bad boys around. Yeah. Any chance you... Any... Any chance you can do a little bit of... I don't know, something and like identify some of them people. She'll look over to Techno Jack just for this situation. Like, um, any ideas? I got a toy we can use. Casey lowers the completely useless binoculars from in front of their face. And well, uh, there must be some sort of surveillance cameras around i could try to see through them if any of them own a phone you can try that as well that's true Ooh. ryan is just waiting for instructions like eagerly looking oh. from person to person as you guys are debating and then just like looking at the ship to see where he could physically get to those are his only two lines of thought right now they got a radio on the bridge if i yeah. can see that radio then yeah, we can communicate directly to it. Absolutely. Perfect. I mean, uh, d- does it work if you see it from like a camera footage? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if, if he's ever tried that. 
We can try. Well, it's worth a shot. Jack and I can go recon and then send you the video and we can take a shot. Oh, oh, like, oh, like, like it's going to play back a video. Oh, neat. Okay. Well, I don't know if I can do that, but sure. And he's like, like he has no idea, but he's very excited. If we try it live, we can guesstimate it. Yeah. I can also try to make the surveillance camera footage show up on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. You could just like FaceTime me. Yeah, or, I have no whatever. idea if that's possible, but yeah, I can you also can, like, try. This is all very good, but I think we maybe should wait until we see what they're doing a little. Oh, yeah. As Jackie is saying that, the group of you do hear a commotion on the other side of the shipping container that you're hiding behind. Oh, shit. And... If anybody looks around this shipping container, you can yeah. see the superhero known as the Crow, who is just suddenly involved in a fist fight with about five of these Capolini guys. Orion just leaps over and attacks. No hesitation Ooh. whatsoever. Daddy. He's on the opposite side of this shipping container. He was like... With his back to it, he heard the commotion. He, like, looked through a crack in between two of the shipping containers and saw this fight happening and then just did a backflip up and onto the container and then was going to jump down on top of them. As Orion lands, the crow, he's grabbed one of the guys around the waist and just, like, slams him back into it. And the thing shakes. Orion goes falling and hits the deck. Yeah. Jackie will transform because while she still looks like herself, she looks slightly different enough that thicker dad would be like, oh, that's not my kid. My kid's like a smooth, like six inches shorter. I think she's going to hang around on the side, just seeing what's happening. Casey's just going to like jump out from behind the container and start shooting lightning bolts at the bad guys. She shoots one towards one of them, who turns and, like, throws the crow in the way, and the lightning bolt hits him in the back. After seeing the rest of her team just, like, run out after, like, talking a plan with them, Nico grits her teeth, revealing, like, all of those razor-sharp teeth, and starts to transform, just mumbling, this was not according to the plan. And <laughs> as she transform into that proper large Chinese dragon, she's going to just slither and use that advantage to just see if she can get beneath the rest of the boxes and all the other shipping containers to see if she can sneak around towards the ship. If it looks like there is a bridge without too many watching, or if it looks like she's able to use that slithering to get herself onto the ship easily, then she'll hop on. She'd be able to sort of stretch from the deck to the ship. But as she does, she sees not only are there a couple of Capolini guards on the ship, there is another person. This person is wearing, like, black, almost like a cat suit, but more padded up. A black domino mask. She has short blonde hair that's shaved on one side and goes off brushed over the other side and she throws something at one of the capolini guards 
and you see it like wrap around their feet and knock them down to the ground hard. For now, she's going to sneak in further, but as soon as like she sees any trouble, she knows that she's going to rush back. So she's keeping an eye open, but getting deep. Hey. The Raven's reaction's going to be just gonna be more of a face palm than anything else i know my dad can take this he may be old but i'm pretty sure he's fine but also like oh god okay um oh oh god okay there's assorted capellini guards that are coming in this direction but they also hear the commotion on the boat as that fight has started so they're sort of split into two groups trying to contain both problems. Okay. The raven makes some swirly, fun hand gestures and glowing hands and glowing eyes, all very, very violet and shadowy, as it were. When her hands and mm-hmm. eyes start glowing, because we've seen this before, mm-hmm. they glow. He's just going to charge it. Now it's not about like, he's basically going to just stand over the crow and just take on all five of these goons at once. In his mind, like there's a little flashback to when he was 13 years old and he had a coming of age thing where he had to face down five of these older Amazons at once. And he was able to like, just hold his own as they knocked him around. And he has that little flashback in his head as he goes to defend this fellow hero. As Orion is standing tall over the crow, we get a panel of him standing prominently and like upright, ready to fight. And he does pretty well for a bit. Like a club comes in from one side and Orion's able to block it off. And like somebody else swings a crowbar and it connects into his shoulder, but it doesn't really hurt. He's using his rope the whole time. He only fights with his rope. So as someone swings, he tries to catch it and like flip him off to the side or disarm one of the thugs. And every time his rope touches someone, his eyes flash like with this little golden light. And the thought that he's thinking is like, I can really hurt you, but I don't want to. And that's what all the thugs know. Every single time he has contact with the I don't want to hurt you. And they believe it because they know it's true. But unfortunately, Orion does get caught by a taser to the stomach. Oh. And as he falls to a knee, as Hatchling slips down into the storage area of this boat, She hears a commotion going on behind her, and she also hears a female voice shout out to her, Stop, you don't have to serve them. And immediately she's going to go turn around and just take a peek. As she looks back onto the deck of the boat, the girl in black wraps her legs around one of the guy's heads and slams him face first into the railing of the boat. Another one charges at her and she sweeps his legs out from under him. And then she starts charging in your direction. And, and she'll just start back and he's like, wait, 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 I'm not part of them. I'm with, are, are you, are you against this gang here? I assume you are, right? And she's going to have like hands up still in this draconic form, but like, I guess hands claws up and while backing up defensively. She stops, but is still in a fighting stance as she looks at you and says, Don't try to lie to me. I saw what you did to Mr. Finnegan. 
and I know who you are. Little obliterates you're going down tonight. What? No, 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 miss, I, I was, I was trying to help. She flicks her wrist and a metal staff extends into it, which she is going to swing at Hatchlin's head. Out of defense and fear, she's going to have, you know, animal instincts and try to engage and use like this long body and tail to just sweep her aside and almost like send her off the boat. As Hatchling throws her staff from the boat, the, the girl in question pivots and uses one of her hands to cartwheel, changing her direction to the steps that go down into the storage area. And she pulls the door shut and is barring it from the inside. Technocheck, as soon as they see Orion get hurt, would like jump to the scene and try to help him. And shooting lightning bolts didn't go so well, so I think Technojack is trying to switch to using like a thunder punch instead. So like uh, she's switching to melee. <laughs> Technojack is um, running at the, you know, Orion fighting with five dudes and uh, their hands glow with lightning but instead of shooting that lightning at any of them she just runs up to the taser guy and just fucking punches him in the snout to establish dominance i think as she thunder punches this guy in the face he just goes down in a heap unfortunately she does feel her arms grabbed by the wrists as officer salmon's pulls her arms behind her, and he leans in to whisper into Techno Jack's ear and says, I thought I told you not to mess with these guys. And as that's going on, the crow stands up and looks over at the raven and says, What the hell are you all doing here? I could ask you the same question? Um... What, what are, what are you doing here? Why are you fighting them? What, why is that guy here for a second time today bothering us? I, what is going on here? And the whole while saying this also clearly being in pain and like mildly delirious. He sees as the raven is very clearly losing control of her powers. And I think what happens is he, like, grabs you by the arm as he runs back behind one of these shipping containers and pulls you with him. And he says, I'm just here to cause a distraction so my protege can get down inside of that ship and figure out what's going on here. What do you all think you're doing? Patchling is gently going to shake the door because she doesn't want to make too much noise. Like... Okay, listen, you little punk, I'm just, I'm trying to, I think we're supposed to be on the same side. You've got three seconds to open the door, come on. One of your teammates shot the crow, we're clearly not on the same side. Okay, I, I don't think any of us did it on purpose. You don't, also, like, you, you don't know if I'm with them, I think I just said that, but like, hey, I'm- I saw you on the news with them. That's embarrassing. Look, we're doing what we can to get in and out. We're trying to do the right thing right now, okay? Just, just let me in. Come on. We can work this out. And if we don't, then you have three seconds before I bust this open. Come on. 
as Hatchling is talking through the door at her, she sees that this girl holds up a small device, presses a button on it, and on an LED screen starts counting down from a minute. And she says, well, if you're not on their side, then you don't mind if I plant this down here. And she starts running down the steps. <laughs> She's going to, like, carry the staff in her tail and just, like, as quietly as you can, hope to, like, just force the lock a little bit. And if that doesn't work, then she's just going to rip it open. We get the panel of her just ripping the door off its hinges. All semblance of stealth in this mission has just been thrown out the window. Orion is a very sweet boy, but he does have a temper. So he would flash to anger and just force himself in between Technojack and Officer Sammons, and they just stared daggers at the cop. As Orion wedges himself between Technojack and Officer Sammons, he very readily lets go of Technojack's arms, but drops into a sort of fighting stance at Orion and says, kid, you don't know what you're getting involved in. Just get out of here and make it easier on all of us. That is not how officers are supposed to behave. Now, you are supposed to uphold the law and we are here to help you. Now, think about that and do the right thing, sir. The law of this city is that the strongest survive. And he just pulls a gun on Orion. Casey is just going to blast this guy with lightning because you, you don't just bring a gun to Orion's face. <laughs> Casey, from a point-blank distance, raises both of her hands in front of her and just blasts bolts of lightning from both hands directly at this guy maybe with a little bit too much force but like this is a stressful situation as techno jack blasts this guy we see him just fall to the ground and the capolini guys are like all right split these kids are causing too much trouble get out of here and they are just gonna scatter off in all directions unless somebody stops them before ryan did anything else he would check on the guy, to make sure, like, he was breathing. Yeah, he's breathing. He's got a pulse. He'll be okay, but he'll need medical attention. Okay. That, that's, what he, that's what he spent his action doing. A protege? Are, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? A, 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 a protege? I, <laughs> is there a problem with a hero taking on a protege? That's how things in the city have been done since it was founded. As he's saying this, we see the white energy in the raven's eyes and hands just balloon out almost just exponentially. And the crow goes flying through the air and lands several feet away like slamming into the docks hard. And Techno Jack and Orion would definitely like take notice of that as it happened behind the shipping container. Techno Jack is still a bit 
shaken up about what just happened with the cop, but also seeing the crow like fly through the air like that, I think Techno Jack would react and like run to the other side of the shipping container to see if they missed like a bad guy because that's her first thought that there was still a strong bad guy that we missed but then oh no it's it's actually just our friend yeah and orion would have run to the crow side to make sure they were okay the odd and interesting thing here is that the raven like in response for using the powers incorrectly that the raven just stops like just like fully stops and like turns off basically so we're left like suddenly looking at jackie back in the very dark hoodie um and just sort of standing there and looking shocked and scared and sad and upset and all of the other things Techno Jack takes a few steps closer and their eyes are darting between Jackie and the crow. And she's talking to Jackie as she walks closer, like, Jackie, what, what happened? I, I'm, I, 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 um, so Jackie's incapable of speaking because I think Jackie's having a panic attack or something close to that. Generally overwhelmed with emotion and unable to speak is, I think, where Jackie's at. So it's just sort of a lot of mumbling, that, that mumbling one does before crying a whole bunch. Uh, and also still not quite grasping the situation and like figuring out what to do. We see a panel from the crow's eyes as they open. He's lying on the ground and Orion's crouched down in front of him, checking on him. Yeah. I've got the rope coiled up and underneath their head. It's going to be okay. It's okay, Mr. Crow. Just take a deep breath. You're going to be okay. And in the background, he sees his daughter and he just starts to try to push to his feet and says Jackie what are you what are you doing here oh no no you just lie down he pushes Orion to the side and says get the fuck off of me oh hey Jacqueline what are you doing here and he like stumbles up to his feet clutching at his ribs it's a little crowded trying to go through these halls right now as her tail is currently holding the metal staff and her arms are still holding the door. Yeah, but before too long, Hatchling is able to get into this large open area where she is able to reach to her full size if she would so choose. And she sees that Nighthawk has started planting whatever this device is on one of the walls of the ship. And this area is full of like big wooden boxes and like just general whatever it is that is being shipped in. If Hatchling wanted to go through it, she could find out some more, but there might be more pressing issues going on. 
right now as she's looking over at Nighthawk, she's just going to scurry over. What are you doing? What are those? Are they trackers? We're blowing this ship up. Is it okay, what's your countdown right now? The countdown is at about 39 seconds. There's people on this boat right now. We need to like get them out of here. And do you even know what's on this ship? Like, what are you doing? They're not people. They're Capuinis. Oh, dear. Ooh. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. It, Hatchling would assume that when the time counts down is when it's going to go off. She sighs and then tosses a one-two punch of tossing the door and then tossing the staff over to her. I'll trade you. And she's going to, like, just immediately try to, like, snatch the bomb. <laughs> she very nimbly catches the staff and she jumps and flips and uses the door as almost a kickboard to land on the other side of this storage area of course in a superhero landing and she <laughs> does the hair flip thing to look up at you and say put that thing down i knew you were trying to defend them not trying to defend them. I just, we don't, do you even know what's on this ship right now? Whatever it is, they obviously want it, so they shouldn't have it. How about you go take a look at what's in the boxes right now? I'm going to toss this toy aside unless you're able to turn it off right now. Are you able to turn it off right now? I just try to talk quickly because she knows it's counting down. She presses a button on the inside of one of her gloves and we get a close-up of the bomb as it counts down three, two, and then just stops. Deep breath. Let's take a peek, and if it's really, really bad, we can work together to get the, just throw them out. Okay? And then we can blow it up. She holds the staff out, pointing it at you like a sword, and just says, you open the boxes. I'm going to watch and make sure there's no funny business going on. Absolutely. Hey, I gave your staff back, right? You know, I'm honest. And she's going to start opening the nearest box with a big old gulp. As Hatchling is opening these boxes, the majority of it is normal stuff you'd expect a crime syndicate to be bringing in. There's, like, guns and weapons and bombs and all that type of stuff. There is one box that catches Hatchling's attention, though, that is labeled with a label to go to one Professor Paragon. Ah, heck. And she's going to just rip that one and open immediately. <laughs> it's padded and full of vials like small little vials of liquid that are various different colors it's paragon and she's gonna look over at nighthawk if you blew this ship up you would have mutated the sea and we've, we've gotten just sea monsters and krakens everywhere this is really volatile and it mutates what's around it i've seen this stuff before how do you know so much about it <sighs> we uh share an origin story i guess Look, I'll get this out of here. You can work with me to get people out of here. And I don't really like having a lot of guns, so I guess we can blow it up after. Is that cool with you? She walks over to the back wall of the ship and very aggressively just, like, slams the bomb against it and says, All right, take that box. I'll set off the remote detonation once you're off the ship. Well, once we're off the ship. 
Yeah, and if if there's nobody mm-hmm. left on the ship, she's gonna like motion a claw over. It's like, all right, let's get out of here. Come on. And sorry, one of my awful, not awful. They they need practice. Sorry, one of my team ended up hitting him. We we really didn't mean to do that. I ensure you we're trying our best here. You all really need to work on your discipline. I think you know exactly why I'm here. She's still upset. There's tears now. It's not great. He looks at her and just says, Jackie, what do you think you're doing running around out here with superheroes? You're just a kid. I'm clearly not just a kid. I just threw you across a thing. Look, I know I'm slightly taller and have very interesting hair and costume choice, but I still threw you, and you still couldn't tell that was me? It's not like I haven't been your child for 18 goddamn years. This issue is going to end on a panel of his shocked face as he realizes that his daughter is the raven.